Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 95.7 The Game presents... Warriors World Radio. Featuring the one and only Andy Liu. Grow up. Yeah, you. Grow up. And Sam Esfandiari. So? Who are you? Why do I gotta talk to you? This is Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Andy, oh, I, I was on mute. Just, I actually, I said Andy Lou, then I squeaked. I was like, man, what a start. I'm not prepared, Sam. Worse start than the Warriors. I, I didn't have 10 days to prepare for this, by the way. So, you know, I just came in, sat down in my seat, following up Rick, tough deck to follow. See, at least, you know, I know Pascal Siakam can score the basketball. I know that. Apparently, the Warriors don't. Do you know that? Can we play back the audio last week when you said <laughs> Pascal Siakam will be shook? I said, the Warriors are not going to lose to Pascal Siakam. Okay, that's not happening. The guy goes out and doesn't miss a shot. He goes 26 for 26, Sam, from the field. 88 he was, points. He was 14 for 17, but it might as well have been 26 for 26. He had that one shot where he um, didn't even look, right? And just threw, like a, threw up a hook shot and went in. The high sky hook off the top of the backboard. I was like, oh. Classic when, when that went in, I was like, it's his night. Um, I, I felt a little embarrassed watching the Warriors after the game say, you know, we were just a little surprised by their speed. You had almost two weeks to prepare for this team or to rest up, and you allow that to happen. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not that worried, Sam, but we could break down the game. You can call in 888-957-9570 or text into the Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. You're not giving them any uh, a pass for rust. I mean, 10 days off with a competitive game. We've seen the Warriors when they've had these kind of long breaks. They can look rusty, and usually it doesn't matter because yeah. they're so much superior to the opponent. But in this case, I mean, Toronto's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you start Jordan Bell in a NBA finals game and, you know, peak Steve Kerr and Jordan Bell is not the reason that they lost the game. He played 11 minutes, but they against the Houston Rockets came out with their best lineup and went full throttle in that series. They came out of the NBA finals, the opposite of that. And it showed. So I'd be concerned about that. I don't think they threw away the game. I think they were outplayed. I think if they started Bogut or, you know, whoever else at the center, they probably would have lost anyway, but still it's the mindset. Right, and they didn't have that Houston mindset where they went up two zero. Now they're now they're down zero one. Against Houston, Andre Iguodala went five for eight from three in that uh, in that game six you're referencing. Last night, zero for four. Mm. And my biggest my biggest concern with the Warriors was this: they played one game without KD against a legitimate defense. Let Let's all admit it now: Portland, not a good defensive team. 
not a team that can stop Steph from doing what he wants. And if he can't make Steph's life difficult, it's over. He'll, he'll score at will whenever he needs to. Toronto's a good team. I mean, Steph had 34 last night, or Thursday night. But where was the, where was the support? Where was the, the added scoring? And this is what I keep coming back to. Without KD, it's a lot of Steph, Clay, and a bunch of dudes who don't want to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah. Draymond didn't want to shoot the ball. He had a triple-double, though, 10-10-10. Um, Andre Godala couldn't shoot the ball, uh, ended, up, ended up getting hurt. Um, and then Clay Thompson struggled, 8 for 17. Uh, Steph only shot 18 times. So I'd say that's a problem. He had 14 free throws. He played a little James Harden kind of game. Uh, not so efficient, but uh, yeah, got to the I mean, line. If, if we look at it, those free throws were six or seven shooting attempts. So, I mean, he was trying to be aggressive. Uh, they 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 played a type of defense that uh, forced and trapped him to the sideline. Uh, wouldn't let him get free for threes. Uh, pretty much let him get to the hole, but had enough big guys where they would collapse uh, to Steph when he got to the hole and force other players to shoot. Pretty standard defense, but I think that the Raptors have the length to. Not confused Steph, Length but the bottom. Length and IQ. Them. They just have defenders all over the place. Like, I mean, Kawhi gets the credit, two-time defensive player of the year, probably the best perimeter defender in the NBA. But Marcus All, former defensive player of the year. Pascal Siakam, excellent defender. Kyle Lowry, smart defender, excellent defender. Danny Green, I mean, and down the line, Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet. Like, they, they don't have any... They don't have a Russell Westbrook who's falling asleep on defense, Andy. <laughs> um, are you trying to compare the Raptors to the 2016 uh, OKC Thunder? That was interesting. We should uh, let's play back. So Sean Livingston made that comparison today. Yeah, defensively, that's a good comparison. You know, it's a little different offensively the way they play, but yeah, they're they're definitely long, rangy. They got guys with good hands. You definitely you got to protect the ball. And, you know, be quick and decisive with your decisions uh, because you know they got high IQ players out there too. Make the right rotations, the right reads. You know, it's it's just not getting stagnant with it, and uh, also respecting you know their defensive abilities. You know, like. Obviously, Kawhi, great hands, great defensive player. Lowry, you know, he's always kind of around the action, right? So whether it's setting charges, uh, getting in there, deflections. So um, it's just being aware of that. So that was Sean Livingston in the media scrum today, kind of uh, comparing the Thunder to the 2006, sorry, comparing the Raptors to the 2016 Thunder. Um, I didn't really think of that, but Andy, this has kind of been the team the Warriors have always used as kind of the benchmark for difficult defensive teams. Yeah, so before the series, um, I had guessed that if there's a way that the Raptors are going to win, they're going to pull a 2016 Thunder, where the Warriors, they can be ready, they can be rested, but they're just going to get shocked by that talent, by that type of size, by that type of length. I stopped short of saying they are the OKC Thunder because Kevin Durant's better than Kawhi. Russell Westbrook, as much of you know, as much hate He's that he a gets, a lot, lot better longer than than Lowry. Than Lowry, right? They had an in in your prime Serge Ibaka, uh, Stephen Adams was good. Anthony Roberson was an incredible defender. So as good as I think this Raptors team is, I don't think they're close to that OKC Thunder. I'm also looking Sam right here, but that was just a comment on the defense. Five for eight, Fred Van Vliet, fifteen points. Marcus Hall, 6 for 10, 20 points, right? Obviously, Siakam, 14 for 17, 32 points. But some of this play I don't think is sustainable across a series or even in game two tomorrow. Yeah, so that's the interesting question. 
Uh, Siakam's not going to go 14 for 17. If he is, you know, congratulations, <laughs> Raptors. Also, congratulations, Pascal Siakam. You're the best player in the NBA now. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, Kawhi's not going for 5 for 14. A lot of other games. Kyle Lowry's not going 2 for 9. My my thought on it was, I thought the Warriors sent too many doubles at Kawhi. I don't know if that was intentional or kind of they haven't played in 10 days and the rotations were off and, you know, Guys jump at the best player when the rotations are off. No, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I thought they would come out here. We talked last week. I thought they'd come out here, and I thought they'd let uh, Kawhi go finals LeBron. Just let him get his 35 and take care and shut down everyone else. Instead, they treated him like he was Michael Jordan. Right? And and that's that's really the thing, because the Raptors have a lot of good players, and maybe, maybe Marcus All can't beat you up if you... <laughs> If you load in on him, but if if you double Kawhi and let Marcus yeah. Hall make decisions, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna dice you up. Yeah. If you double Kawhi and let Pascal Siakam get a step, yeah. he's gonna score. Yeah. And on down the line. Yeah. They're not they're not that bad. Like this is not a Hawks team, right? Like these guys can play. They're not. They're not Andre Roberson. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Well done. You're right because they they are guys that can score. They just can't score in my opinion when they're being guarded honestly right the the problem with the Warriors and what Steve Kerr did is they treated Kawhi Leonard with too much respect and it did look they like Kawhi, Kawhi was hurt. like he was Steph yeah, yeah. that's kind of what goes on with the Warriors where teams double up on Steph and you know Kevon Looney who is an excellent player at what he does looks like a world beater because he gets open lanes <laughs> yeah that's uh one of the the it was an underrated Kawhi performance. Only 5 for 14, 23 points, but he was fantastic. Uh, real quick, by the way, we're going to reset the show here. We've got Waz. Uh, big Waz. Wasn't he Lambre? From The Athletic. From The Athletic. Coming on after the break at 8.15. Then we got Grant Liffman, Warriors Outsider. 8.40 vibes. Calling us his birthday, Sam. He's like, what is he, 38 now? Um, I think he's 21, actually. <laughs> 21. Then we got Butcher Boy, show Sass, uh, Joe Shasky, our own, uh, in the 9.15, 9 o'clock hour so. Uh, that'll be exciting. Uh, but uh, but back to the game. Sam, are you worried after one game that, that the Warriors could actually lose this series? Absolutely. Um, I think this Warriors team can hang with these guys, but without KD against an excellent defense, for me, everything comes down to they need scoring from a third option. The way I look at it, Steph, Steph had 34 on 18 shots. Clay had 21 on 17 shots. Combined, they had 55 points. Warriors are going to need more from them yeah. without KD. But I'm looking at this. Draymond had 10, and that was a generous 10. I think he was 2 for 8? 2 for 9. He was 2 for 9. No one else scored. No one else could hit a shot. The, the most telling stat for me was the Warriors were 5 for 16 from 3 outside of the Splash Brothers. Someone's got to hit a shot on this team. I don't know, man. I'm looking at it. <laughs> Someone technically has to hit a shot, you would think. But I'm looking at it, and what Alfonso McKinney? He went two for three. I mean, that's I mean, what, that's true. That's, he went two for three, and it's like outside of that, Jonas Jarebko, he shot well, right? So, and, so maybe it does come back to Iguodala or Draymond. They're two best defenders who need to be on the court, need to be better offensive threats. Yeah, people just need to play better. I mean, that's that's right. That, it makes sense. Uh, the Warriors didn't play that well. You're right. Like, they're a little rusty. 
And that was like maybe a, a C-plus performance by the Warriors. And for the Raptors, that was, what, at least a B-plus, even an A-minus. Like, I would think that's probably... I don't know about that. I don't think... How can they play any better? The way I look at it, Kawhi, Kawhi and Lowry combined for... 30, 30 well, points. Well, Lowry's 30 get, points. Kawhi's getting doubled. Like, he's say- not going to score 35 against a double team. All I'm saying is if they're going to double him, Siakam and Gasol can't eat you alive. Yeah. If you're going to send a double at him is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I wonder if they will. We'll see. Um, Waz, we've got Waz coming up after the break. Big Raptors fan. So 95-7 the game, Warriors World Radio. We'll be right back. Warriors World Radio continues on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Andy Liu, Sam Esfandiari. Carl, uh, during the break, producer, compared me to Stu Gott, Sam. Love that. That's a compliment. Love that. Stu Gott's Lou. <laughs> Great to hear. Uh, we will have... Big Waz from The Athletic joining us shortly. If you want to join the show, 888-957-9570. Or you can text into the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. We're talking game one and preview on game two. I thought I thought with Waz coming on, Wozni, we got to go government name, full government name, I think. Wozni Lambre. Wozni Lambre. There we go. I was like, I thought we were going to play some Drake. There we go. Although I don't know if he'd like that kind of Drake. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll ask him. Um, he's he's a big Toronto guy. So uh, Sam, you're a big Toronto guy too. You've been all on the Toronto bandwagon. The series you picked them to win, right? I think that's what it was. I forget. I don't know. Some people say I picked the Warriors to sweep. Some people say I picked the Raptors to sweep. So you know, people know. just hate you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> people just don't like you. No, but Waz has been on the Raptors are going to win the East and could win the title bandwagon since the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So. With with that said, we got we got to give the man his due because he was right. He he called this in September. Yeah, he called us in September, and the Warriors I think are taking it like me. They're kind of like, well, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. There's nothing we haven't seen before. We're 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 the Warriors. We've won three titles. Like after that game one, they literally acted like that was a regular season loss. I don't think they were scared at all. Now, that could be a problem. Could be a problem. Well, but... I think that goes back to, I mean, they alluded to it, but they haven't played against this team. Just in the construct. The two times they played the Raptors, one, Steph and Draymond didn't play one of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the second mm-hmm. time they played when they had the full roster with KD, Kawhi didn't play. And Marcus all didn't play any of them. So, I mean, it's different for them. You know, Cleveland... They knew. Houston, they know. They know all the teams in the West. This is mm-hmm. a team they mm-hmm. just you, – you heard it in Steph's comments and Clay's comments and Draymond's. There was a lot of – it was a feeling-out process. Man, they're calling it a feel-out game too. Like you remember when the <laughs> – I remember when, the, uh, when Cleveland lost game one last year. Or no, game one two years ago. They called it a feel-out game for LeBron James. What on earth is a feel-out game? Get out of here. You lost a game. Talk about feel-out game. You lost the basketball. You're down 0-1. The Warriors are down 0-1. Right? It's like, there's no feeling here. 
you're down, you lose for some reason. Kawhi goes for 50, right, given that he's the next Michael Jordan. He goes for 50, Sam, game two. And all of a sudden, the Warriors down 0-2. From the text line, Kawhi should have been able to drop 30-plus double-teamed. <laughs> LOL. They compared him to Kobe and MJ. What happened? Did you read so, out LOL? That's great. I did. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm over You know, I'm over a certain age. I got to read that out loud. <laughs> uh, was... Carl said Waz forgot about the call, so we literally just got it. So we are stalling time for Mr. Wozni Lambre from The Athletic, so he could come on. Thanks for remembering us, Waz. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I know when I <laughs> hey, we got to give Waz the official intro song. First of all, guys, text me at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I have, I have my parents visiting me this weekend. And of course, I'm like, of course I'll do it. But I had a fall day. I'm sorry if this was not top of mind while I'm taking my mom to the Jewish diner around the corner from my crib. I'm just explaining to you guys, life happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll take that, Waz. It's all right. It's okay. So you go by Wazdy now, not Big Waz. <laughs> First of all, they got to you, huh? Respect me and call me Wozni. <laughs> you, should, you of all people, should know better than that. You of all people, you and Sam, my two boys, man. I'm happy to be on with you guys, man. I, I saw, first of all, I found out on Twitter that you guys were doing a local radio joint, and I was like, wait a second, what the hell is going on out there in the day? Hold on. Who, who do I need to talk to? What, what are the guidelines? Do they have FCC out there? <laughs> the people need more Sam Esmediar and Andy It's, it's a more progressive time. society out here. We're, we're comfortable <laughs> with ourselves. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. I'm happy for you two guys, though, man. Um, hey, thanks for, thanks for coming on. We were just talking on before you, before you hopped on. We were just talking about how you had the Raptors. Uh, making it to the finals and having a chance to win the finals. You were one of the few. So here's your time to kind of bask in it and talk about the Raptors for a second. Just give us your take because I don't think that the Raptors have a chance this year. So I still don't, but Sam is petrified sitting next to me. So, Look, I like the Raptors after they got Kawhi and Danny Green specifically because of their wing depth against the Warriors, right? Their ability to swarm teams on the perimeter – and their wing defenders can also give you a, a handful, give you some trouble when you get to the rack against them. I was like, this is the type of team that is typically giving Golden State Warriors some trouble. Also, um, their big man, Sergi Baca, he was on that 3-1 Thunder team. Everybody talks about the Game 6 and the Game 7, but the fact of the matter is the first four games of that series, the Western Conference Finals, in 2016, the Warriors were in trouble, right? Like, Sergi Baca was on that team, and for this very reason, he's a big who can get out on the perimeter, give, give people trouble for maybe three or four seconds, and obviously he's a good rim protector. He's not as great as he used to be, but he's a rim protector. I just thought their defensive profile was that of a team that could give anybody trouble in a playoff setting. So that's why I liked them. Um I did not see Milwaukee being this amazing throughout the regular season and throughout the playoffs during the first two and up to and through the first two games of the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm not that smart. But, yes, I thought Toronto would be a fabulous defensive team, and they've borne that out. All right, so my big takeaway from was my big takeaway from game one was um, someone other than Steph and Clay has to be able to score the ball. 
on the Warriors until KD comes back. And my question for you is, do you think they should be playing Boogie Cousins more at this point? Because I'm watching Andre Godal clank threes. Draymond, amazing player, one of the best at what he does, but he's not a scorer, not against a defense like this. they got to get some offense somewhere. Okay, so first half, the Boogie Cousins minutes, I was watching very closely. He was the only shot creator on the floor during his minutes in the first half, and it was amazing. He was whipping passes around. He was beating people up down low and getting fouled. He was holding his own defensively. And I was like, wow, like, Boogie Cousins is, like, actually contributing something. Then the second half happened, and he started getting targeted on defense. And all of a sudden you're seeing layups, and you're seeing backdoor cuts, and you're seeing fouls at the rim. And it's like he's catching his wind in the NBA final setting, right? Um, the last the last two times Boogie Cousins hurt himself, he was exerting. He hurt himself because he was exerting himself. Because he was trying hard. Because he was hustling. He got hurt. So, like, to bring it back cold in a final setting, I, I mean, I think they kind of have to give him a shot. Yeah. Um, given what the stakes are and given what their shot creation is going to be whenever Steph Curry's not in the game, they have to. But the first half, I was like, wow, Boogie is giving amazing minutes. The second half, Toronto was like, let's attack this dude on the other end yeah. and make it so that it's not worthwhile having him out here. Yeah, yeah, but they might not have a choice. You're right. They might just have to play Cousins and, and deal with it, at, at least for now, un, until KD's back. Uh, Waz, real question, real tough one for you. What's your favorite Drake song? Um, That's a tough <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite. You can even go top passion three fruit. if you want. Passion fruit, passion fruit, passion fruit, oh. passion fruit. You're a little simp. You're straight. You know, Waz, you're a little <laughs> simp. That's okay. I like that. You know, Passion Fruit's a good song. Do you like dancing, Andy? Don't you like house music? I, I'm a I'm a Marvin's Room kind of guy. We we had this conversation last you week. You are not a Marvin's. I'm a Marvin's Room kind of go and be in some trouble. That's that's me. <laughs> that that that's me. It was so. <laughs> and my that might be the Warriors here if they don't take the uh, the Raptors serious enough in uh, in, in game two. What do you think? Um, uh, adjustments wise, what would you do if you're the Warriors? Because right now Steph is the only guy that we're, like Clay Thompson can't get his own shot right now. So, like, what would be your main adjustment outside of, you know, not playing Jordan Bell or starting Jordan Bell in a finals game? Honestly, offensively, I don't think they have adjustments. Um, I think they actually got crazy, incredible looks. If you go back and watch game one, they Toronto lost their, their shooters so many times on offensive rebounds, so many times in transition. Basic Golden State Warriors actions were garnering open looks throughout game one. I thought I thought this is probably, if this is the Toronto team who I think they are, I thought they had their best offensive game that they're going to have, honestly. I think their adjustments are going to be defensive. They're going to put the screws to guys like Siakam, guys like Van Vliet. That's where they're going to make up the ground. I think offensively, man, they had about as good – they had a 115 offensive rating. That's in against this team. Again, you know, the end of the game, they were trying not to concede threes. They got a few layups. There was a couple fouls thrown in there. But offensively, I thought they had a good enough showing. And I thought they played up to their standard offensively. Defensively, when, you know, Van Vliet and Ibaka and the transition <laughs> and all of that stuff, um, that's where I think they're going to have to make their hit. All right, so – we know KD's not playing game two. Uh, we got the report from Chris Haynes from, from Yahoo that 
game three or four, uh, not committing. Most people think game four. Do the Warriors need to win game two at this point? Because uh, we don't know what KD we're getting. Do they need to win game two? Or are they cool Must win. kind of holding it out? They, they absolutely have to get, win game two. And it's not about just getting KD back. Because this is why it's so funny, this idea of like, oh, KD, they don't need KD. KD's not that important. They're much, much better without KD. It's like, no. Because when he comes back, y'all not going to play the same type of ball. Y'all going to start playing KD Warriors type of ball with a guy with a bad wheel. So the idea yeah. that you could count on this guy to help the Warriors win four out of five games against this team. And not, and not to say that this is some incredible team, but, like, they're good enough, right? They're good enough to beat this team without KD. Not that they're better. They're good enough to win, just like OKC was good enough to win in 2016, just like Cleveland was good enough to ultimately actually win, even though we know stuff was turned, Draymond got suspended, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to rehash. But this team is good enough to win. So... I think KD needs to, if, if KD's coming back, he needs to come back soon so they can reorient themselves within this series and figure out what the hell it is they want to do and how they want to attack. Interesting. You think, you think, uh, <laughs> you think KD comes back, they're going to start playing KD style again. You know, I, I was kind of hoping maybe they can use KD in that role where he's a scorer and moving of the ball and not so much what he was doing against Houston. But, you know, we well, know how KD is. He's going to come back and be Harry Barnes? <laughs> you know, the Warriors might have won that game the other day if they had Harrison Barnes. Harry B. Oh, Harry B. could have been a good guy, make a couple threes. But that's a big. That's the that's the ultimate truth about this whole better without KD shit. Is like no, they got rid of guys like Harry Barnes so that they could have KD, right? So when KD's not there, you don't bring in a guy who's as good as Harry Barnes was. You bring in a guy like McKinney, who's much worse. Ultimately, right? Like, you bring in a guy like last year, McCall. Like, these are the type of guys you're bringing in the Harry Barnes role. But when you have KD, it doesn't matter. But when he's not there, and literally. No, 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 not allowed to. Oh, oh, we had to cut. We had to cut Waz. No, Did no. Did lose Waz? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, he has to. Oh, no. It's too bad. That was going so well. Ah, next time, Waz. You got a question about basketball? Was the Lambre from the Athletic amazing? Um, he thinks that he has an interesting take. He said that if Kevin Durant comes back, that if the Warriors try to run a Kevin Durant centric offense on a bad wheel, that could be problematic for the Warriors too. So, same him coming back is going to be good, but will it? You know, it's obviously going to help the Warriors, but will it be enough to get them over the hump? I don't know. It might be fascinating to think about. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a legitimate question, but we also have to consider um, KD, when he's come off injury, has kind of felt his way into it a little more. Um, we'll see. I, I'm not necessarily concerned about that off the bat. I think I think the net positive is you, you just want him back on the floor, right? We'll, we'll figure out what's going on after that. Yeah. Um, from there, you just kind of hope that uh, everything takes care of himself. I was hoping it would be maybe a 16-17 uh, kind of offense where you know Steph still mostly has the ball, and you got KD coming off screens. You got him making plays off of curls, off of cuts. Um, but really, we haven't seen that in a couple of years. We haven't seen that type of offense. So um, we'll see. Well, we see it here and there, but I mean, you never know. Um, 
there is a truth to it, though. Inserting a guy that good, that dominant, into the middle of a series, um, it's harder than inserting a spot-up shooter or inserting a dude who's just going to defend and roll to the rim uh, because he plays with the ball in his hands. He's got to feel it out. So that's kind of where it gets dicey. Like, do, do I think the Warriors with KD, with a fully healthy roster, have a problem against Toronto? No. Do they have a problem inserting him after a month layoff, maybe down two games to one? That's a little dicey. Man, you know what this sounds like, Sam? It sounds like 2015-16. This, <laughs> no, this, this is what it feels like. I didn't want to be the one that came in here, you know, were trying to worry people and trying to stress out. I, that was not me. But now the more I think about it, the more this feels like 2015-16 where there are a lot of things that are going wrong, a lot of small things that are going wrong for the Warriors, and they're still going to win a couple games in the series. They're, they might just win the series. They might win the next four games. But there are enough small things going wrong that if it cascades, if it rolls the Warriors over, they can lose the series like they did 2015-16. Well, it, it comes back to the same point we're always making. Um, you know, full full health, I like the Warriors' chance in a best of seven. But by the time KD comes back, lost. it's not going to be a best of seven. It's gonna be, it might be a best of three. And in a best of three, all of a sudden you get into like March Madness basketball where the better team can lose. Yeah, and, that, and that's... You never want that, and I, the Warriors may be in that position. Like even if they go down 0-2, I still think they have a chance to win. I still think they should be favored to win. Absolutely. Well, the way I see it, until they lose a game on their home floor, they're not officially in trouble. But they, they don't want to go down 0-2. You don't want to go down 0-2 with KD's return unknown, with the the need to reintegrate him. And yes, they're integrating a guy they've played with for three years now, so it's not like integrating someone you've never played with, but it's a lot to come across. And you're basically saying you got to win four of the next five with a dude coming off of a month long injury. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's not ideal. On the flip side, the Toronto Raptors do have every game's a must win. Every single game this is the NBA finals. In my opinion, the Raptors have to win game two to win this series. If the Raptors lose game two and this series goes 1-1 back to Oakland and KD returns for game three, I, oh, that's, I mean, that's they, not they a series I'm, I'm feeling good about if I'm a Raptors To fan. maximize their chances, they need to get as big a lead as they can before KD comes back. Take care of your home court. Win the games without Kevin Durant. It's it's a no-brainer. I this is, I won't call this a must win for the Warriors, but if they can steal one without KD in Toronto, they bought themselves Oof. whatever happens in game three. I mean, I think if they win game two without KD, the report we saw from Chris Haynes, which said he could play game three, but more likely game four. Mm -hmm. If they win tomorrow, I'm willing to bet he doesn't play game three. Yeah. The gritty underdog Warriors, as Sam would say, uh, trying to steal a game. On is the that road. what I would say? Yeah. Steal a game on the road. Um, Sam, I got to make a read real quick, so give me a second here. All right, dial pad. Are we doing dial pad? Dial pad read? All right, dial pad helps you make smarter calls. Connect your team with a business communication platform that powers voice, video, messages, and meetings across your existing devices. Ooh, almost read with Carl's text after. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we got we to sponsor. We got to do the uh, dial pad every time we go to the phone lines, which phone lines 
is, what's the number? 888-957-9570. Text into the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. Sam, we've got Raider Debater is uh, is really hitting us up hard on the text line, 510. Um, which one should I go what with? What is he talking about? Harrison Barnes is one of the biggest reasons why the Warriors lost to the Cavs in the finals. Yes and no. What I feel like what Waz meant and what Andy meant when they said Harrison Barnes was a competent, good defender who can be relied on to hit shots at a semi-consistent basis. The fact that he didn't hit him in 2016 obviously hurts. No Warriors fan feels good about him. But it's very hard to argue Harrison Barnes is not a higher caliber, more consistent player than McKinney, McCaw, Quinn Cook. McCaw hit a three the other day, Sam. That one was... uh, Patrick McCaw. Revenge game. Revenge shot. Like, I didn't even think he was going to play. Are you bringing up a sound right now? Are you trying to find No, out? I'm not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, he, yeah, no, I was surprised he played. And I've never seen him hit a so- shot like that in my life. Uh, when he played on the Warriors, he wouldn't even take those shots. Like, it, it, he'd be too scared to shoot um, those type of shots. That So that's that's the thing. Every single time the Warriors got close, they took it to three. They took it to two. They cut a fifth, uh, they cut a 12-point lead to six, right? Every time that happened, the Raptors made a big shot. And it's like you look at the box score, and, you know, they shot 30, 50%, 39% from three, and 85% from the free throw line. But I think more importantly, they score 118 points. I think more importantly, they made all the shots that teams don't usually make when the, when the Warriors make a run, right? Those, like, those, and, you know, they got Kawhi, but it wasn't Kawhi hitting those shots. It was Van Vliet. Well, first off, we should say the crowd was wild. Mm. That was that was like some 2013 Oracle type stuff. That was some we believe Oracle level atmosphere in there. And that's going to go a long way for your role players. As we all know, stars are stars anywhere. It's it's the Van Vliet's of the world. It's the Pat McCaws of the world who feed off the crowd in those moments. And you could say that was part of the reason the Raptors won because they had the crowd support. It, would, it gave them a little extra energy, gave Pascal Siakam a little extra, you know, pep in his step. Um, it gave Fred Van Vliet and Danny Green a little more. They hit a few more shots. That's why it's hard to win on the road. Yeah, it is hard, but the Warriors have won a road game in every playoff series that they've played in for the last 25 years. Yeah, so uh, good for them. Oh, ooh, somebody texting him from the 510. Andy, just Andy exclamation mark. MVP, MVP. I know when the <laughs> Warriors in six. We got to get another Drake song. We got to get another Drake sound, by the way. Hotline bling. We'll get uh, maybe best I ever had. You know, we'll get a, we'll get a really uh, an older one. Andy, I want to ask you a question. So um, a lot of people made attention out of uh, the Draymond Drake scuffle. You got a question about basketball? It wasn't really a scuffle because I didn't hit him and he didn't hit me or I didn't push him or he didn't push me. We talked. We barked a little bit, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a scuffle. Not really what I personally would consider a scuffle. Are you getting tired of these type of (laughs) questions, this type of stuff? Or is this just kind of, it's a finals. Uh, You're going to have serious basketball media and you're going to have Guillermo from the Jimmy Kimmel show. (laughs) I I wish basketball shows wouldn't talk about this as much as they do. Like, I don't need to see ESPN talk about Drake for, like, 20 minutes. Right? Just talk hoops. 
Right. Yeah. If if one of the uh, daily night shows want to come in and have some fun with it, yeah. that's cool. But if you if you're a sports show, let's let's stick to let's uh, talk basketball. Let's talk. Let's talk about um you know the type of back screen Steph set. They could have been crisper. <laughs> they could have been. Do you think Chris says that? Like a, a film session today. She's watching a film. He's just like, Steph, that could have been crisper. Like, I feel like- <laughs> Well, Kerr did talk about the uh, the transition defense. The biggest thing for me was our transition defense was just awful, and and that's the game. That's the number one priority when you play Toronto. You have to uh, have to take care of their transition, and we gave up 24 fast break points. We turned it over 17 times, so that that's the game really. Um, the other stuff, you know, guys are going to make shots, miss shots. They're going to have good games. They're going to have bad games, but um, it's kind of the you know. The key points that you can take care of that um, that are are the most important, and uh, we didn't take care of that um, that transition. Sam is a wizard on the soundboard now. <laughs> he's just like he just lay, he just passes it to himself off the backboard like LeBron in the finals, and just throws it down. You know, it's, just, it's perfect segues. Um, and if I miss if I mess it up, I I make sure the the film is deleted. Shout out Jordan <laughs> Crawford. Shout out Jordan Crawford. Um, in this case, he just you know makes me keep talking while he figures it out. You know it works out <laughs> fine. Now turnovers are an issue. I mean that's that's the biggest sign of the Warriors' rustiness, right? Like it's turnovers. Draymond Green throwing and the transition ball. defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. so we have Grant Lithman for the Warriors Outsiders joining us after the break. If you want to join the show, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero, or text into the Chilton Auto Buy text line nine five seven nine five Warriors World Radio. <laughs> Warriors World Radio continues on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Warriors World Radio. Sam Esfandiari here. All right, I got Andy Liu to my side. That was Maddie on, Sam. That was a, he's playing at a Second Sky Festival in Oakland in a couple weeks with Porter Robinson. Just, I knew just that. let you know. I knew that. I ah. got my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Porter's throwing his own his own festival. My favorite DJ. So just throw that out there. Uh, Porter Robinson, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, absolutely. By the way, Sam, big news for Warriors World Radio. This is our tenth show. They have they've had us on ten times. Congratulations to us. Considering the liability, this is like the thousandth show. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're still you know they still get us on. I think they're still paying us. You know maybe. At some point, they still have us in here. Carl still produces. You know, they still play music. You know, everything's still good. I mean, we're just not in here by ourselves. You know, so love it. And if you want to dial in, 888-957-9570. Uh, text in Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. All right. Are we going? Are we going to Grant? I mean, they still have us on, and it just makes me realize. But you know what else is unfair? Life is unfair. Uh, so my buddy, Sam, my buddy was in a, in an Uber last week and around the same time. And I don't the, have a Maserati. The guy, the guy, uh, is listening to our show and my buddy goes, Hey, that's my boy from high school. We hooped together. Like, do you like this show? And the Uber driver's like, I don't know, man. Like these guys are new. They, they're not that good. Like I need me some <laughs> Steinmans, you know, and I told my buddy one star, one star that, you know, zero stars, zero <laughs> 
Zero. I don't star. even think that's an option. You're going to have to listen to us. Warriors World Radio, Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari. You have no choice. Thanks we for have, listening. We have a special guest. Uh, it oh, is go, his birthday. Go, 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 from the Warriors go, Outsiders, go, go, Grant Liffman. Grant, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, we're good here. You sound strangely uh, sober. Uh, oh, goodness, no. No, this is actually my normal voice. The funny thing is, you think I'm sober all the time. When I do my show, I'm just absolutely hammered. <laughs> so they still have you on TV. See, they just put us on the radio, but they have you on Warriors Outsiders on TV in front of people. Yeah, no, they, I, I actually, I don't know uh, if you've seen. Have you looked in a mirror? I, I mean, there's a reason they put you on the radio, my man. Grant Liffman, by the way, who's a model. Uh, were you former <laughs> model? Is that what you model. were? Actor slash model. <laughs> yeah, um, I was so successful in it that now I'm sitting in like a storage container in front of a camera talking about the Warriors. So you, you make know, fun of me, and then you make fun of yourself. That's per- you're like Steve Kerr. <laughs> it's called self-deprecation. It makes people like you more. <laughs> Happy birthday, Grant! Thanks, um, th- thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Where, where are you eating? Where are you having dinner tonight? Well, thank you for asking. Um, I actually went to, um, I'm going to butcher the name, Amami Sushi in South City. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Not a sushi nice. guy. Did you know that, Sam? Not a sushi guy. We're not going to get into that. Oh, the 408 does say, tell Grant happy birthday, and that Aww. hashtag Stanford better. Aww. Always. <laughs> you know what's funny? I went to Cal, but and, and obviously Cal and Stanford are supposed to be rivals and whatever. But with my co-host Drew Schiller, he went to he played basketball at Stanford, and for me, I actually liked Stanford just as much as I like Cal, and so I actually lived at Stanford with Drew and the basketball team the year after I graduated from Cal. So I have the same love for Cal as I do for Stanford, and so the rivalry doesn't make sense to me. The dozens of people who care about that rivalry are just going to be so upset with you right now. Yeah, so mad. Bandwagon. But let's get let's get into game one. So I want to start. Are you worried about the Warriors right now going down 0-1, only the second time in the Steve Kerr era they've lost a game one? Uh, okay, I'll put it this way. When Andre Iguodala pulled up a little lame at the end, I got worried for a second. Um, if he was going to be out for any significant amount of time with uh, KD's injury still up in the air and everything, uh, that actually got me worried. But to be honest with you, and uh, uh, again, uh, Drew can attest to this, I actually predicted the Warriors would lose game one. Uh, I did not think uh, – I just it felt right for Toronto to take that game. I think they had the momentum, and I think the Warriors were nine days off, um, ten days between games. It was going to be tough for them to get going again. And I actually thought the road would help them a little bit, get uh, you know at least the energy and the wake-up call early. But, no, I, I'm not concerned, and I, I genuinely believe they're going to win game two. Uh, I think that's how it was going to go, and I just I I think they've learned from game one. I think they are. There's no better team at learning uh, the other team. The the high IQ of the coaching staff and the players. Draymond Green figured out Pascal Siakam in a way um, that he thinks that he has an edge on him now, and I, and I truly believe that they're going to turn it around to win it in game two. Grant, is there is there like what can they do at the center position right now? <laughs> Um, you mean in terms of defense or offense? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> um, I, I I truly think the rotation that they had, I, I had no problem with it. I really didn't. I think Jordan Bell was it was just fine, and I think for someone like him too, it takes a second to readjust to 
the game speed and to understand what's going on and be like, hey, I'm part of the starting lineup. And I actually think he held up just fine. Uh, he definitely missed on some defensive uh, rotations, but guess what? Every single player did. Um, they all were a bit slow on transition defense. They're all a little bit lazy here and there on that defense. But in general, I actually think the rotation was fine. I like when DeMarcus Cousins came in. Um, in general, it's not going to be that center position that makes or breaks the team. I think defensively, uh, they need them to step up. But um, just in general, though, I had no problem with it. By the way, we're getting a few texts saying that the streaming link isn't working. I would recommend you exit out of your browser and try. Well, if you can't listen, you, you probably aren't hearing this. But anyway, exit out of your browser and reload <laughs> it. Uh, back to your point on DeMarcus Cousins Grant. <laughs> Engineer Sam. Sorry, go ahead. I just had to, I had to do it. Um, he played, um, what, what, 12 minutes in game one. My big takeaway from game one is they need a third scorer outside of Steph and Clay. Do you think Boogie should get more minutes going into game three? And secondarily, do you think he will? Uh, so he had eight, he played eight minutes this last game. He played four and a half minutes to start the second and then three and a half to start the fourth. And I, I, I genuinely believe that his conditioning is not there yet to play him that much more. Um, my, my biggest concern with him is, again, it's going to be on the defensive end, and I think everyone agrees with that, is that when the minute they start getting high pick and roll, or more importantly, the minute they get in transition, we saw Serge Ibaka streak down past him and get a layup, or a dunk, actually. Um, DeMarcus Cousins has to be featured. If he is out there, you need to get him the ball in the block. Uh, he had two assists, but he could have had two more. He threw this gorgeous cross-court pass to uh, Quinn Cook that ended up being a five-point swing because he missed an open three and it went for a layup the other way. But that's where he needs to be featured a little bit is on the block and try to get him the ball as much as possible. And really, I know this is not the Warriors' way, but the best thing they can do when that second unit is in is just slow the game down, at least slow down your offense so you take up as much of that 24-second shot clock and just really kind of try to get through that time period without you know too many plays happening so someone like Steph Curry can come back in. And I think the way to do that is have DeMarcus Cousins and say, hey, DeMarcus, you have a green light. Fire away. Start backing down Serge Ibaka. Make them put a help defender on you. And then if that happens, then the Warriors are uh, in good shape. We've got uh, Grant Liffman from Warriors Outsiders, a face mate for TV, but he's on the radio with us uh, on the show. Appreciate you coming on. Grant, what's your kind of thoughts on the rest of the series here? One... When is KD coming back? Warriors outsiders. So I don't know why that means you wouldn't know. But anyway, when do you think KD's coming back? And then two, how long? You, uh, who do you? Th- what do you think happens the rest of the series? So little do you know, it's called Warriors outsiders, but really in truth, it's just us pretending to be outsiders. We actually know more than the insiders, and I don't want to tell anybody, but like I just know absolutely everything <laughs> going on. So when I get something right, it's because I know it. If I get something wrong, I'm just trying to make it seem like I don't know. Okay. Grant, are you the one who's actually performing the medical on KD right now? Is that what's yeah. going on? Are you the one rehabbing him? Yes. My burner account name is Rick Celebrini, and that's what they've been going with for a little bit, which is really nice. Um, no, I think KD. Just like KD. Yeah, I think KD. Um, I'm going to go with that. I was going to guess for a long time that Game 3, I think that just seemed like the obvious time. I think too many conclusions are being made from the fact that he didn't practice today. They're still a little ways out, and unlike DeMarcus Cousins, it's not like uh, you know KD doesn't need to get his conditioning back the same way. Uh, he can probably just get into rhythm a lot quicker. 
does the the result of this next game potentially change the schedule of his comeback? I know the Warriors say no, but I, I like to believe that it does. If the Warriors do lose this next game, I think you see KD maybe speed up that timetable a little bit more. <laughs> but I think all indications from everybody is looking towards game four right now. Game four. So if the Warriors can somehow, as Sam says, steal game two, uh, you can find a way to, to grit their way to a, to a 2-1 lead, perhaps. All right, well, Grant, last question here. I don't know if Sam has any more, but uh, what's your prediction for the rest of the series? Uh, okay, game by game. They win game two. They win game three. They win game four. Lose game That's five. Win game six. Yep. Series over. Yep. Yeah. That's what I have. Grant left hey, Look at us. Happy, hey, hey, whoa, happy whoa, birthday. Whoa, one more. Man. One more, Sam. One more, Sam. One more, Sam. Oh, Favorite okay. Drake song? Favorite Drake song? Yeah. I don't give a damn about no damn Drake night. <laughs> wow, Grant. That's aggressive. I don't, I don't listen to Drake. Uh, we have reached not, the... Uh, it's definitely not that soft stuff. You are very Stanford. You are very Stanford. <laughs> happy birthday, Grant Liffman. Thank you, sir, for coming on. Thank you, Grant. Okay. Have a great night. Thank you, guys. You guys have beautiful faces. I was joking earlier. <laughs> Grant Liffman from Warriors Outsiders. That was amazing. That was great. He thinks that the Warriors are going to win the next three games, uh, lose the road game, uh, and then win at home, and the last Oracle home game ever. I and agree then, with and, that. Sorry, Sam. Go ahead. I, I just thought of this. Do you think Drake will come if there is an elimination game at Oracle? Or do you think Drake will be like, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> Shouts to Magic Johnson. Shouts to the Lakers uh, being the most dysfunctional team in the league. It is amazing. Um, do you think Drake celebrates with the Warriors in their locker room when the Warriors clinch in at home? Is that what you're asking me? Oh, absolutely. 